Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Hello and good day. Let's get underway with a show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited to host the 222nd edition that you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T. It's August 19th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, former U.S. President Bill Clinton, Romeo Miller, rapper Fat Joe, and late singer-rapper Nate Dogg. It is also the birth date of African-American astronaut Charles F. Bolden, who was born in Columbia, South Carolina. He is a veteran of four space flights, and he has logged over 680 hours in space. On this date in history, Benjamin Banneker, inventor, surveyor, mathematician, astronomer, and one of the planners of what is now Washington, D.C., published his first almanac in 1791. And Dr. Ralph Johnson Bunch, diplomat and first black winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, was named Undersecretary of the United Nations in 1954. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. An armed suspect accused of wounding six officers in North Philadelphia during a nearly eight-hour standoff surrendered early Thursday. A Florida man with a fascination for mass shootings was arrested Friday after police were alerted to text messages in which he detailed plans to shoot as many people as possible. He is being held without bond. Peter Fonda died from respiratory failure caused by lung cancer at his home in Los Angeles. Mother, angry over rezone and threatens to shoot up a school. Miranda Perez, age 28, was arrested Sunday, but claims she would never actually do it. Now, keep in mind that her brother, Nicholas Cruz, is accused in the 2018 mass shooting of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. You're tuned in to Talking With T. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. And if that's not enough, what can I say? What can I do? Cause I've been loving you the best way I know how to. Matter of fact, you are the only one that I can truly say I gave my best. You woke me up and you showed me how to keep selflessly. Gave up my love, but now that I'm giving my best, it's not enough. No, no, no. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. I've been loving you the best I can, the best I can. Now, if that's not enough, what can I say? What can I do? Cause I've been loving you the best way I know how to. I've been loving you the best 
who gon' blanket me from the cold? Inspire me with stories that's yet to be told. Give me something I can hold on to, cause the view from here, see it dang what it used to be. Got me doing things I don't usually do. In the name of love, the closer we got, see the more that we lost touch. Test the time, show me what it's made of. It's like you brought some, but forgot the rest. And that's the hard part for me to digest. I know this love thing is a process. And while relations with your father, they wasn't the best. I can't blame him for all of this mess. If that's a soft spot, I apologize. In advance, play your favorite song, cause I know you let it dance. But I played myself thinking I could be your man. That I could be your man. I've been loving you the best I can. The best I can. All right, my friends, it's time once again for us to review trending news. And today I have with me our whole crew, the know-it-all Professor J, our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, and in the know, Joe. So I want to start talking about Mike Tyson. He has a 420-acre weed ranch. It brings in $500,000 a month. He said that he and his crew basically smoked 10 tons of weed every single month at his marijuana resort, Tyson Ranch. As far as future plans, the ranch will serve as a luxury weed resort, and there are plans for a luxury hotel, retail stores, facilities for glamping, an amphitheater for concerts, and Tyson University, where experts will teach cannabis cultivation techniques to future farmers. Now, what y'all think about that? I think it's a fool. <laughs> what? He's making $500,000 a month, Jay. Well, I mean, if, if it works for him financially, okay, great. But um, let's also think about the fact that this is a man who has a whole tattoo on the whole side of his face. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, mm, okay. That's a whole lot going on. Okay, it is a lot going on on the weed ranch. I think it's a great idea to have a weed ranch. Plus, it's putting in income to him and his family and his friends. And plus, he's going to open up a university to teach people how to farm. You know, that's going to be a good good business, this cannabis. Yeah. You know, farmers and different things like that. Let me give me some land and... and you going to open up your weed resort. Yeah. And call, be called Pam's Potluck. <laughs> Let ready. me find out. What you say? I'm just ready. Not by, nobody's here. No, he's, he's come up from there. Yeah. He's come up. And, and, and this weed or all their, those kind of things, they're helping people naturally. Mm-hmm. You talk to people right. that smoke it. I don't smoke it. Mm-hmm. But they say it helps you. Your CBD oil is rubbing all over your body and you stop the pain. If it's working for them and it's legal where he is, yeah. God bless you. 428, $500,000 a month. That's, that's a big money. Yeah. Do what you can do. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, I personally, and I probably speak for some others, are more than tired of these white folks calling the police on black people for ridiculous reasons. The Royal Oak Police Department is apologizing to a black man who was stopped for nearly 20 minutes after a white woman called to report that this man was, quote, looking suspiciously at her. So the Royal Oak Police claimed the department completed an internal review of the incident and say that the officers and supervisors did not handle the situation correctly. You think? Mm. 
looking suspiciously. Yeah. What, is it, what does it constitute? Because, I mean, I it's side our people all the time. You side our people, but they're going to be calling the police on you? They can call if they want to. <laughs> she might as well have said looking black. Yeah. Well, was it a crime for Emmett Till to be walking and whistling? Well, no. So you said what? We had a progress. nothing new under the sun. Oh. The same thing that was happening then still happening now. That's right. I tell you what, if that last story doesn't beat all, check this out. Four black teenagers were fundraising door to door when a white woman pulled a gun on them. The perpetrator has been identified as Jerry Kelly. She's the wife of Arkansas Jail Administrator Joseph Kelly. Police responded to a call of, quote, suspicious persons. Here we go with that suspicious stuff again. When they found the four black teens, ages 15 and 16, on the ground, Kelly, age 46, was standing over them holding a gun. And that whole entire, you know what, every word I can think of can't be said on the air. So y'all carry on. Pam, that's the long side of the show. Yeah, that's the long side. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, we understand. I understand. It's it's not many words to say for this. Nothing can be said on there. Right. All I can think about is my kids on the ground and this white woman standing over there over them with the gun for them doing door to door fundraising. I don't I don't I don't know if I could have let let her slide, let old Jerry slide for that. I think I probably would have went back to her house after the fact. I think they might be trying to press charges and good for them if they are, because 'cause I'm like you. Can you imagine your baby laying on the ground and this white woman standing over him with a gun? Lord have all the mercy. Shame all on the Shame on them. Kelly's. Kelly's. That's the name. Shame on them. Kelly. Andy Kelly. Jerry and Joe. No, no. Yeah. We Jerry, talk Jerry, Sherry, Boo Boo, R. <laughs> <laughs> if you do wrong, <laughs> if you do wrong shame on you. Oh, we. Oh, we. Well, listen, Jay. Now, look at here. This is around your way. I want to know if you know this woman. She wants a local priest. She's out of Memphis. She wants a local priest fired for discriminating against her. LaShundra Allen was supposed to clean the church and then the pastor's house. When she got there, she was told that Father Jason doesn't want black people cleaning the house because his dog is racist. Listen, I saw that story, and, and it actually the church is actually about maybe 10 minutes away from me. Mm. And has the dog barked at you? Have you seen the dog? Well, now, I haven't been to the church. I just know what mm-hmm. the church is. Okay. I don't think that it's the dog that's racist. It might more so be the priest that's racist. Well, anybody with a sane mind would think of that. I mean, the man put it off on his dog saying that there was an incident a while back between the dog and a black person, and ever since then, the dog's been racist. Father, I think you need to go to confession. <laughs> now, I don't know. There might be some, some truth to that because I remember growing up, we had this dog named Pepper. Pepper didn't like white people, and that was a fact. Pepper would bite at their ankles. Pepper was a little chihuahua. Pepper would bite at their ankles, but black people come. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pepper was a what? A chihuahua. What a chihuahua going to do? <laughs> bite your ankles. <laughs> and so he would bite and all be, the white people. And be loud. My friend, yeah, I'm be barking loud. They're going to bust the grape. 
But then when the black people came, he'd be like, what's up? <laughs> but then the white people came. <laughs> I think in some cases, I think racism is taught. They taught the dog to be racist? A dog is a man's best friend, so they say. I've had a dog all my life. And if I didn't like you, my dog didn't like you. I don't care if you was white, black, blue, green, or yellow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't fool with you. Thank you, Lord, for holding the tongue. Uh-huh. If I didn't fool with you, my dog didn't fool with you. So just like these children, they're taught to be racist. So do y'all think that this priest should be fired? That's what she's asking. She's just trying to do her job. I got a capital Y, a capital E, and a capital Y. Are we all in agreement? Yes. yes. All right. According to a survey reported by WATE, that's local news here in Knoxville, Tennessee, it states that 45% of Americans wear underwear for two days or longer. And I don't have any words for this either. I, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around wearing your drawers for more than two days. Where are they doing that? Where? Just who? 45% of Americans is what it says. I don't know who they surveyed, but that's what they said. And who would be willing to say, I wear my drawers two days in a row? The people who took the survey. Where are they? Because you nasty. (laughs) Hey, Jay. Huh? What what do you call the women who wear their underwear more than two days in a row? A nasty wench. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would go without underwear if I had to was forced to wear them two days in a row. Damn, you you telling too much. you telling too much. <laughs> Did they get the survey the mission? I just want to know where the survey was taken. <laughs> but there's a lot of nasty folks now. There's a lot of nasty people in this world. But I'm not wearing, I don't want to wear my drawers for two and three hours. They're long two days. I hear you. <laughs> no, but I do have a story. Of someone that I know. Wait a minute. Can we say this on the air? Yeah, we can say this on the air. Somebody went to jail one time, mm-hmm. and they tried to give this person used underwear to wear. Mm-hmm. They was like, it's wait, been what? Washington. Wait, stop. What? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, that person was like, I'm not putting on nobody else's draw. I just free ball out here. <laughs> well, they sell them. If you go to, I'm a vintage shopper. I like to go to Amvet. I like to go to Goodwill. They have an underwear section. They do. I all buy right. Well, okay. Well, all right. All right. All right. I'm losing control. I'm losing control. Listen, I want to talk about this story. According to BET News, a $2 beverage called Dorian Harris's life, Tennessee store clerk Anwar Ghazali, was put on trial for chasing and murdering the 17-year-old who stole an alcoholic drink. This was back in March of 2018. Harris entered the store around 10 o'clock at night. He was there for, they said, a total of seven seconds. Surveillance footage showed him grabbing a beer from the cooler and leaving the store. Ghazali followed him, chased him, and then shot him with his gun. And he didn't report the theft. He didn't report the shooting. He didn't call the police, emergency services, or anything, but he told a witness, I think I shot him. Prosecutors said that after he fired his gun, he just went back in his store and continued assisting customers. Did you hear about that story? 
Yeah, a $2 beverage. He's going to chase this little boy down and kill him. And kill him. And then go back mm-hmm. in the store and act like nothing happened. Right. So folks just out here with no conscience. Yeah, and I'm glad they charged him. So he's going to have a lot of time to think about that. Yeah, he sure is. So he could at least report it. I mean, the guy could have survived. I and mean, we don't know. He might have laid out there and bled to death. Right. I'm going to move really, really fast. But I've heard this story. Not the particular story, but this has happened in Knoxville. Mm. You go into a store, first of all, they have insurance. Mm-hmm. And for you to chase somebody out of a store mm-hmm. and kill them. Over $2. I don't care if it was $500. Mm-hmm. The store has insurance on things that have been stolen. Dealers, you can go anywhere in any store, they have a insurance for things that have been stolen. Right. But you can get that back. Yeah. But you can't get their life back. Over $2? Right. I heard this story. I won't go into this story because it was a big story in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. But this has happened to a young man mm. that was in Knoxville at a dollar store, and he lost his life. Wow. Hmm. Well, there was also a shooting. This was an officer-involved shooting in Clinton, Tennessee. Jerry Orlando Weaver. The man who was reportedly suicidal, they said he threatened to harm himself when officers initially made contact with him, and they tried to get him to drop the weapon, and at some point during the exchange, the man reportedly pointed the gun at the officers, resulting in officers firing their service weapons. Now, our TBI, Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, is investigating the incident, and witnesses say they never saw him pointing a gun at anybody. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that they went about this the correct way because if someone's suicidal, um, they have other means where they can stop them. You know, they have the beanbags, they could have tased them, you know, anything. They didn't right. necessarily have to kill them, and then they shot him numerous times. I saw the video. Right. So it, I, I didn't think there was I saw, the, I saw the video too, Pam, and one thing about it, I saw him walk back and forth. Whatever he had, and there's a lot of stories going on. Some say he had a phone. Some said he had a gun. But they also shot him multiple times. I think it's gone from 17 to 30. Mm-hmm. And the gun's not pointed at you. You walk up with a gun pointed at head. But first of all, we do not have mental illnesses real. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, there's a place that you can go when you have money mm-hmm. that you're mental. But we don't have a really a mental place for mental disabilities in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's been closed. I think it was called Lakeshore. Yeah, the one thing I could mm-hmm. uh, close in Lakeshore. Where are they going to go? Where are the mental disabled people going to go other than jail or death? And this is just a stand. If you shoot a person 30 times, they, they don't know if it's a gun or a phone to your head. Shame on you. Right. Well, the good news is they just announced that they're going to do a multi-million dollar facility for adults and youth that they're going to be building in the next couple of years because it's well needed here. Because like he said, if you have money, you can go to these private-owned facilities. But if you don't have money, you're pretty much on your own. And we know that our community has struggled in dealing with mental illness. First of all, it was a long time before we would even talk about it and acknowledge right. that it was a problem. 
And then when it, you know, became a problem, became a point of conversation, then we had people struggling with this illness, but they had nowhere to go. So you're right, that is good news that there's a facility in place. And obviously officers, not just officers, sometimes people in general don't know how to deal with people who have mental illness. We're not trained for that. But the officers, they should be trained. They should be trained to deal with anybody other than shooting them 30 times or 17 times or two times. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you all. Um, that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to hear what the three of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. And it's going to be told. All right, now. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. Your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. If you are interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on our website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. If you don't understand yourself, you don't understand anybody else. Nikki Giovanni. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.